Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. Hope you're having a great day, enjoying summer to its fullest as well. In this episode, we're going to take a few moments to examine why is it impossible to separate the Jewish people from the land of Israel? Sadly, there are many in our world today who want to take away the land from the Jewish people. The Word of God has some things to say about it, about the land that he promised Israel, and it's good for us to know because we hear this information constantly being bombarded on media, and unfortunately he's infiltrated uh, many Christian churches as well. So Israel and her land. It's the hand of God that Israel was removed from her land and was taken over by numerous empires and nations. And then we see the hand of God restoring the nation to the land. The land, the modern day nation of Israel, possesses just a small portion of what God has given to her. Now, I know that statement can get some people pretty upset. But if you look at the word of God and we believe the word of God to be true, God has a lot of plans for Israel. After God had called Abraham to leave Ur of the Chaldeans and go to Canaan, he tells Abraham, unto thy seed I will give this land. Genesis 12, verse number 7. The Lord then added more to the statement in regard to that land. Genesis 13, verse 14, 15, and 17. Lift up thine eyes and look from the place which thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, for all the land which thou settest to thee will I give it, and thy seed forever. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it, and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. On top of the land, God promised Abraham's descendants and blessings. You know, that's found in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. This promise uh, went to Abraham to Isaac, which is recorded in Genesis 17, then to Jacob and his children, which is Israel, Genesis chapter 28. This covenant would become unconditional, meaning Abraham and his descendants could not maintain or void it. So God is saying, I'm going to do this no matter what Abraham does or his descendants do. This is my covenant. Our God has that power. He's the creator of the universe and sustainer of this world. He does as he has planned and no one can stop his hand. Isaiah 43 verse number 13 says, Yea, before my days was I am he, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work and who shall let it? No one's going to stop God's hand. The Abrahamic covenant was a package deal. This included the descendants, the blessings that we are in chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, and the promised land. So to sever the land out and claim it belongs to someone else, you know, it puts us at odds with the creator's plan with Israel. Now, I like it when I'm given specifics. Uh, told this is specifically what you need to do because that helps me give parameters, right? what's expected, uh, what I shouldn't do. I might not always like it, but it does help. It helps me understand. The Lord has extremely specific uh, plans for the land of Israel. 
he provided boundaries to Abraham. Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. That's in Genesis chapter 15, verse 18. Further in the Old Testament, there's more details of the boundaries, and that's found in Ezekiel chapter 47, verses 15 to 20. I'm not going to read them for time's sake, but I would encourage you to read them. The Jewish homeland appears to be from the Mediterranean Sea through modern-day Israel, Lebanon, Jordan, much of Iraq, and Assyria. Israel will possess all this territory when Jesus returns and reestablishes the Davidic kingdom and rules for a thousand years. That, that's incredible. That's definitely not what our world wants to hear. And, you, and we need to understand that the enemy, Satan, is against all things to do with God's people. And he is energizing those who would oppose. He's using every method he can find to uh, destabilize, to ruin, to bring down what God has set up. That's the way he works. So this is God's plan, though. God's gift to Israel in, in regard to the land, it's a very good gift. Uh, let me read for you a couple of verses from Deuteronomy chapter number 8. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks, of water, of fountains and depths that spring out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and of barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness, thou shalt not lack anything in it, a land whose stones are iron and out of those hills thou mayest dig brass. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. That sounds like a wonderful place. I mean, if you know me at all, I'm pretty excited when I hear about food and things. And uh, yeah, there's lots of mentions of food here in Deuteronomy chapter 8. And how the land would sustain them. And this is the land that God has given them. Because of Israel's disobedience to the laws and God's will for her as a nation, God chose to scatter her from her land. You find that in Jeremiah 13, Jeremiah 18, and 30. She was made desolate, just as he said he would do in Ezekiel chapter 5 and Ezekiel 33. Thankfully, he promised that he would bring them back. Jeremiah 31 and Ezekiel 34. You know... I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but there's numerous churches today uh, that, with their theologians who ex accept the scattering of the people of Israel. They say that's true, but they refuse to believe God's promise of restoration to the land. They've tried to fit it in with the church rather than Israel. This covenant has nothing to do with the church because it's between God and Israel. The promises uh, deals, the promises that were given deals with the nation and the land, uh, not the church. Never has been, never will. You know, the land of Israel was pretty nasty from all historical accounts under the Babylonians, the Greeks, the Romans, and then countless other powers that filtered through there. It was never a vacation destination in those time periods. It's interesting, back in 1901, the Jewish people started to buy back land from the Ottoman Empire. They paid extor 
extortionist type money to uh, get this land to start rebuilding again. That's 1901. You know, today, Israel is a major exporter of fresh produce. Major. And a world leader in agricultural technologies. Despite the fact that the geography of the land is not naturally conducive to agriculture. More than half the land is desert. And the climate and the lack of water, you know, it does no favors for farming. But as an interesting parallel in Isaiah chapter 35, verse 1. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them. And desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. You know, kings and presidents and whatever name they give to their world leaders have tried to rewrite history to deny Israel's ownership of her ancient homeland. Their works will not stand. God gave the children of Jacob, of Israel, a home in the Middle East. It's a country called Israel, and God always holds his word. Thanks for listening in today. I hope it's been a help and encouragement to you. And until next time, keep exploring the word.